Hi guys, welcome to the Second Wife Life podcast. This is Melissa. And I'm Shay. And we are college best friends who are living 3,000 miles away, but we share a very similar story. So join us in our journey as first-time wives, automatic mamas, and navigating through this beautiful life. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode with us. Today we're going to talk about all things spooky, meaning Halloween. Um, And then we're also going to be going over, you know, just what Halloween looks like, kind of foreshadowing a little bit of like what the holidays this year will be looking like. Um, So yeah, Shay, what do you guys have planned for Halloween? So this year we will be on a crazy baby watch for Halloween since I am due like a little less than two weeks after that. Um, but what we do is we trade off with, um, ease bio mom with Halloween. When, when Dave and I first started dating, we, um, kind of like split Halloween in half. Like I remember that first Halloween, she had him for like the first half of the night. And then we had him for the later half of the night. Um, and then like the year after that, we tried doing the trick or treating thing together, but in my opinion, it was kind of a little awkward, like, cause we, it was in our side of town and it was like with our friends and then her and her boy, her now husband, but boyfriend at the time. And it was just like a weird dynamic, you know, cause she doesn't know our group of friends. Like we don't know their group of friends. And so, um, after that is when we decided to start, I don't remember how it came up, but that next Halloween, we decided to start splitting it like you would any other holiday. So we trade off Christmas, we trade off Thanksgiving. And so we decided to trade off Halloween. So E is with um, bio mom this year for Halloween, which is totally fine since we'll be on crazy baby watch. But um, what makes it even better actually is next year with the baby coming, we'll have him for Halloween and it'll be her first Halloween. So it'll be kind of exciting that we'll be able to share that with him next year. Um, so yeah, we'll have him next year for that, which will be nice. So can he can be there for her first Halloween. Um, but I do know he's dressing up as like a spooky clown or something this year with her. I guess they're doing like a clown theme, which is fine because I hate clowns. So yes, go do that with me with Bio Mom. That's totally fine. Um, but then my friend Vanessa, we had her on in our first season. If you guys listened to our surrogacy episode. She is also pregnant. And um, like I said, she's a surrogate, which is funny because we are due a day apart, which has been really fun to share this pregnancy journey with her. And so we decided that come that time, if our babies have not arrived, we are going to dress up as Tweedledee and Tweedledum together with our big pregnant bellies. So her and I will be chilling on baby watch together and probably eating all the candy together and dress up like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. So those are our Halloween plans this year. What about you? So Halloween um, this year is going to look a little bit different. Um, Colby is actually going to be gone. So we won't be able to do like the, I guess, regular family Halloween. Um, so family Halloween will be just O and I. And then we also have um, our friends who have a daughter who she just turned to, um, but she's so much fun. Her parents are super fun. Um, so we'll probably end up trick-or-treating with them. And then our neighborhood has a few kids that O has like become really good friends with. So my plan is to do like something fun because he's really bummed that dad won't be here. I'm bummed that dad won't be here. 
So I guess I'm trying to, you know, make it fun. So it's on a Sunday this year. And then O is off on Monday and Tuesday because they're doing parent teacher conferences. So Sunday for Halloween, we're going to do like a pre trick or treat party. So I'll have, like I said, like our friends with their daughter come over and then any of his neighborhood friends that they want to go trick or treating with us. They're more than welcome to join. And I'll have, you know, some pizza and some like spooky snacks. Um, one of our really good friends gave me a cookbook for my birthday. Um, for those of you who don't know, Halloween is my absolute favorite holiday. My birthday is at the beginning of October. So it's like perfect for me. Um, but they gave me this cookbook and it's like the unofficial Hocus Pocus cookbook. Fun. So, yeah, it, Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies and it has like dead man's toes. So they're little, just, just little like cocktail hot dogs wrapped in like crescent dough. <laughs> So I'll do like fun little appetizers like that. And then, um, yeah, then we'll go out trick or treating together and trying to see if my brother and I was going to say girlfriend, but they're engaged now. My brother and his fiance want to come over and they can hand out candy from my house while I go take the kids trick or treating. So trying to make the best of it over here while, while Colby will be gone. Um, it is a different year for both of us this year. And I mean, to be honest, like we all thought last year would be different because of COVID and everything, but like our group still got together and we still went trick or treating because you're outside, you're basically social distanced anyways. And I was actually shocked to see a lot of people trick or treating last year. And so I feel like this year, I feel like even our neighborhood is decked out more than it normally is because I think people gave up last year. And so they're like going overboard this year to kind of make up for it, you know, which I'm kind of bummed about because of, you know, a baby watch. We're taking it low key as much as possible, but we'll make up for it next year and do like a fun family, like costume thing with the baby and E and, and all, which is what we normally do. Like last year we did a Marvel themed because during quarantine, we watched all the Marvel movies in the order that you're supposed to do it. So for our costumes last year, E was Thor, I was Captain Marvel, Dave was Iron Man, and then we even had Paisley, our dog, as uh, Captain America. <laughs> so we got like the whole family involved, which is what we normally do when E's like with us on our side um, for Halloween. And so we'll see what we come up with next year, but it'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like now that I reflect back on Halloween last year, like it was the first night where things felt normal, like walking around, going trick-or-treating, like, yes, people were wearing masks. Um, but I mean, the kids were having so much fun. The adults, we were having so much fun. And it was that first time and well, I guess at that point it was what like seven months yeah. of feeling some sort of normalcy and I think that was the lift in like mood that everybody needed um and then we're seeing it over here too with all the neighbors getting decked out for Halloween and a lot of the houses were decked out last year because again I think it was that like okay this is the one thing I can hold on to so for a semi-normal year not even semi, it's like a tiny little piece of normalcy in the entire year. But absolutely. I agree. That was kind of like me last year with Christmas because I love Christmas. Christmas is my favorite holiday. And because of everything last year, like I decorated my house for Christmas, like the beginning of November, like it was definitely before Thanksgiving. Usually I always decorate for Christmas right after Thanksgiving, like that weekend after is like, okay, let's bring out Christmas. But last year, I remember I did it like mid-November, maybe early November. It was just like, 
we need some Christmas spirit up in here. Like <laughs> this COVID thing has got us all going crazy. We need Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah. I remember like some people last year were like, okay, it's not even Halloween. Is it too early to start decorating for Christmas? And it's like on one hand, yes, because I love Halloween. So yes, Halloween deserves like the glory it should have, but everyone needs to have that like you know, a little bit of like enjoyment, you know, if you want to decorate for Christmas before Halloween last year, it was like, everyone needs that little bit of like joy in what was a really crappy year. Um, so I feel like that kind of has like carried over into this year too. I know a lot of places are more open, but in Hawaii, we're still like really, really restricted with things. We just rolled out like vaccine passport in the middle of September. So, you know, with my birthday this past weekend, I wanted to go out to this one restaurant and then some of my friends aren't vaccinated. So it's like, all right, well, I don't want anyone to like be excluded. So it was like, all right, just me and the boys will go for birthday dinner and then we'll do something low key, like at our house to celebrate instead. Um, But yeah, I'm excited for Halloween. That was like a total like segue around it. But Halloween was that like first glimpse last year. And I think that's going to be another big glimpse, glimmer, glimmer. I don't know the right word that I'm trying to use. The light (laughs) of hope this year. Oh yeah, the light of hope. (laughs) Um, What are you and O dressing up as? So O wants to be a knight. He's super into like swords and shields right now um like medieval type things that's cool Um, so that's what he wants to be and he keeps telling me he wants a real knight costume and I'm like well what do you mean by a real knight costume because knowing him the stuff from party city or amazon is not going to suffice um (laughs) I'm glad he has high standards (laughs) right well I mean just how you know for his eighth birthday what do you want oh I want diamonds and I want real gold well buddy you're eight years old (laughs) yeah not happening let's Um, be a little more realistic here bud yeah so he was realistic with his costume because I just needed to clarify okay what is a real night costume to you he was like well I know that I can't wear a costume you know with like the real chain mail and stuff because that's that'll just be too heavy for me and I'm not going to want to trick-or-treat in that and in my head I'm like all right because that's why you can't have it exactly (laughs) these costumes are like thousands and thousands of dollars but he is more than happy with just, you know, a costume that looks like a real knight's costume. So I'm still like, this is so bad. Halloween is in like 20 days and I'm still trying to, by the time this episode airs, it'll be like two weeks away. Um, But I'm like still struggling to like find the right costume that he likes. So in the next few days, I think we're just going to have to pull the trigger and be like, okay, these are the options. And if you want to be this, you got to choose one. Um, And then I haven't decided what I'm going to be with Colby not being here. It's kind of, well, I don't know what I want to dress up as because ever since we've been together, we always did some sort of like couples theme. So we did, you know, like the Sandlot, so Squints and Wendy Peppercorn. We did Tarzan and Jane. And then one year for a Halloween party that we hosted at our house, we did the Adams Family. So like I was more I loved that one when you guys did that one. That was awesome. It was so good. 
Colby was Gomez. Then O was dressed up as um, baby pubert. <laughs> and then we had Zorro. Um, he's our dog. And we only had him at the time, but I got him a blonde wig and he was cousin it. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know what I'm going to do this year. I'm sure you'll come up with something and throw it together. It is harder when it's just like you alone by yourself, I feel like. And you can't like do, I mean, you could maybe do something. If, if O so wants to be a knight, you could maybe be like a queen or something and still have like a theme, just the two of you. Yeah, I was thinking about that. But then, I don't know. Or a Joker. <laughs> for Halloween, I like to be really like, sold on the idea and like excited for the costume um so we'll see what I end up coming up with I mean this would not be in any sort of theme with Oliver but I ordered this super obnoxious dress for my birthday it was like Barbie pink and it was like this pleather material (laughs) and I was like all right I definitely cannot wear this for a birthday dinner with the boys um it's definitely more like a Barbie dress like Halloween well you can be Barbie for Halloween (laughs) that's what I was thinking but then it was kind of expensive it was like 170 bucks and I was like well I'm not gonna spend you know 200 dollars on a dress that I'm literally only gonna wear for Halloween yeah no I get that I feel like maybe next year you should do that with Colby because then he could be Ken and you could be Barbie Yes. If Colby was here, I hands down would have kept it because then it would have made sense, but I'm not going to take my eight-year-old trick-or-treating dressed like a skimpy little Barbie. Like, yeah, you have no, to think appropriate here too. So you, you need your Ken to be your, to be Barbie. <laughs> exactly. And that would probably be us going out for Halloween to like a party or something, not taking him trick-or-treating too. So yeah, totally. That's like the fun balance that you get to have is a mom as a bonus mom, you know, okay, you're still wanting to like do young and fun things, but recognizing that you have a child and keeping in mind, like, okay, what's appropriate for them to see mom or dad or stepdad as. Yeah, no, it's true. And you bring up a good point as well. Like, you know, it's, and it's different for you guys because you do have O full time. So you've had him like every Halloween you've been in his mm-hmm. life and we'll continue to have that versus us where we trade off every year. So it's like on our off years, we can go do whatever we want, which is fun. It's nice, but obviously we miss E and seeing him. And, um, you know, there's only so many years we have left with him before he's going to want to go off with his friends on Halloween without us old parents. You know what I mean? <laughs> So that brings it, you know, that makes it harder because we get less time in that, in that way. But I feel like too, <clears throat> you know, we have as parents in general, like we do have Halloween parties that other friends, you know, host and stuff. So you could have that fun side to dress up without the kids around. And then you have like, you know, your normal family type Halloween too, as well. It just kind of depends on your situation and what's going on and who's hosting parties that, you know, and stuff like that. But, um, it is different when you have the different custody arrangements as well. Yeah, definitely. And then too, you know, who doesn't love two Halloween parties or multiple Halloween parties. So, you know, you get both sides on there. You get that family time, you get that just couple time, like adult time. Right. Um, that some of our listeners when we were, you know, mentioning this on Instagram are really curious, you know, how 
I guess we, but it really means you, like how you and date, like navigated having this sort of arrangement for Halloween with E. I know you touched on it a little bit, but for you guys, was it just like an easy communication that you were able to have? It was, it was. I think, like I said before, I think after that one year when we were all together and it was just kind of like awkward because, you know, we're with our friends that they don't know. It kind of made us realize like this doesn't really work doing like a full trick-or-treating thing. Um, I think the next year, if I remember correctly, like I could be remembering this wrong and I blame pregnancy brain, but I think the next year is kind of when we decided to do the trade-off thing because I think bio mom did invite us out like, oh, cause we had E the year before and it was in our neighborhood and our side of town. She did invite us out. Yeah. Okay. This is all coming back to me now. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> She is, so there, if you listened in our first season, I talked about um, one of the episodes, and I think it might have been when we did our Meet the Bio Moms one, where there was a situation with Bio Mom where um, her and I kind of got into it and I realized, like, we can't have a relationship. And so Halloween had, that year had fallen right after that situation happened. And so, um, like I said before, since we had E the previous year and it was in our area, it was like, okay, well, I want to trick or treat in my neighborhood this year. You guys are more than welcome to come though. Like how we kind of offered it to her last year. And I just didn't feel comfortable because of the situation that we were in. Like everything was still fresh. Um, I didn't want to be put in that situation, especially with their group of friends that I, we don't know. And so Dave completely agreed with me. He was on the same page. We didn't want to be put into a situation where we were both uncomfortable. So um, that is when Dave and I were like, well, what if we start just trading off Halloween? And he's like, that's a good idea. Like I'll bring it up to her. It just makes the most sense. And basically ever since then is when we started trading Halloweens. And so if it falls like last year was our Halloween, but it fell on her day. So she came out and dropped him off before we went out trick-or-treating with friends. And then by the end of the night, we dropped him back off at her house. Um, This year, it's her weekend and her Halloween. So it kind of works out easier that way. But um, I don't know how it'll fall next year. We'll figure it out. But if depending on whose weekend and whose days it is, we just coordinate pick up and drop off time. Um, But that's kind of the lowdown and how we kind of got into um our trick our halloween things because then dave and i can still go out and be with our friends on halloween um her and her husband can go still be with their friends on halloween um when it's not their year with e so i think at the end of the day it works out for both of us and we're not around people either of us don't know because we're only there for e you know and it's just kind of uncomfortable and e can focus on his friends on her side and he can focus on our friends on our side and there's no like wait, my dad and stepmom are here or my mom and stepdad are here, you know? Um, so we keep it separate and I think it works, it, it works for us. Yeah. And as he gets older too, like you had mentioned wanting to, wanting him to see that, okay, these two family units can exist together. They can get together for Halloween together, but he's at an age now where like, 
he knows you're both there. He knows that there's support and okay, this is this year with mom. This is this year with dad and Shay. Like, so then it's not like this forced where you guys feel like you have to be there is if he was like much younger, you know, like, let's say he was still like two, three, four, five, you know, she's not going to want to miss those Halloweens. Dave isn't going to want to miss those Halloweens. But now that he's older and really like, it's about his friends. Right. Exactly. And I think that's why when Dave and I first started dating, those split time and kind of doing it together worked at the time um, until we realized it doesn't Um, because he does have separate group of friends with both houses. You know, Um, we live in the town where he goes to school. So he's got all his school friends out here versus where she lives is a different town but they have their whole separate life out there as well. So, you know, it helps him too being able to spend those times with those different groups of friends as well and not feel conflicted either. Um, We'll see as he gets older, you know, what happens. I think maybe more when he gets 12, 11, maybe 13, he may want to be with those friends instead of school friends or vice versa, even though it's our year. And at that point it'll be like, Hey, well, what do you want, bud? Like, who do you, what friends do you want to hang out with? And then we'll coordinate from there, depending on whose weekend it is or day it is, or, you know, whatever it may be, but it's, it is going to get to that point where he doesn't want to be with mom on Halloween and he doesn't want to be with dad on Halloween. And he wants to be with this group of friends or that group of friends. You know what I mean? So I think as he gets older, that's something we will have to adjust to when that time comes. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. Anyways, you're keeping in mind, like Halloween is about him, right? It's not about you guys and having this like competition of no, but I need to be at Halloween. No, but I need to be at Halloween. Just taking that step back and saying, okay, like Halloween is about him. He's old enough now where he isn't focused on us for Halloween. He's focused on knocking on as many doors and ringing as many doorbells as he can for candy. And, you know, you guys were able to kind of set that boundary. But, okay, this is just a little bit awkward. It's a little bit uncomfortable. We're okay stepping back and allowing him that space to be with whichever friends he wants. Correct. Regardless of how we as the adults feel about it. Correct. Correct. And, you know, cause I remember being a teenager and wanting to go off with my friends, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. it usually starts around middle school, like 12, 13. So we have until then to keep trading and having fun with it. And we'll see what happens when he does hit that, that age range. But, um, at least Dave and I, I don't, we never had that conversation with bio mom because it's not, it's in the future, you know, it's not something that needs so to be far done. away. Exactly. But that's something Dave and I know is going to happen at some point. And I'm sure she does too. But again, there's no point in having that conversation yet until we get there. And it's, um, you know, our year and he's like, oh, but I want to go off with these friends, you know, but yeah, that's something we've never, it's not a conversation we need to have now. You know, it's something we'll, we'll talk about then, but I do know, like, it's going to come to that day where it's like supposed to be her Halloween, but he wants to hang out with school friends, or it's going to be our Halloween. And he wants to hang out with his group of friends at her house, which is fine. At that point, they're on their own anyways. They're doing their own thing anyways. And we'll adjust when we need to. Um, But that's not something we need to plan out with her now about it. 
Oh, for sure. You have an agreement that works currently in this moment. So that's what you stick with until it no longer serves its purpose and no longer works for whatever the situation may be at the time. Um, but I think that's something that people, whether you're like the biological parent or the step parent, um, just need to recognize that these uh, arrangements are not about you and your feelings. They are about your kid or kids and making sure that they're having the experience that they want to have. Um, totally. I agree. And it's different. And Halloween is different than like Christmas or Thanksgiving, you know, like those oh, yeah. holidays are about the family aspect versus Halloween is a completely different scenario once they had a certain age. Right. Then it goes from being about the family to being about the friends and, you know, doing teenage kid things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And great allowing them to have that space and flexibility because when it comes time for, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever holidays that you celebrate, that's when you have to reel it back in and enforce more of those arrangements. So that way both families get time to celebrate their respected holidays. But Halloween is kind of like one of the indifferent ones. Once they it get is. to a certain age of just, yeah, whatever works this year works and, and you go with it. Oh, totally. I agree. But yeah, that's kind of how we do it. I know every family and situation is different. So everyone has their different scenarios or situations that may arise. Maybe Halloween is specifically for one parent only because the other one's not a big Halloween person. That's fine too. I think you just need to talk with the other bio parent and your partner and figure out what is best for you guys in the long run. Like I said before, we came up with this plan because I wasn't comfortable being around bio mom at the time because of a situation that had happened like a month before. Um, and that's how we came up with this, this arrangement. And it's basically been working ever since. And it's, we've had no issues on either end. Um, so you kind of just have to gauge what's going to be best for you guys at the end of the day. That's kind of the best advice I can give for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that, you know, Colby and I are not in that situation. We've had, O every year, um, there was one year that we didn't have him. He was in California. Um, yeah, I'm like sitting and thinking like that was, that was the only time that we didn't have him for Halloween. Um, and so that's when we were, that was the year we were first dating. So it definitely gave us, you know, a little bit of that. Uh, no, he was with us the first year we were dating. I'm sorry. He was with us the first year we were dating. Um, it was the second year that we were dating um, that he was not with us. He was in California. So that was the Halloween where Colby and I were able to, you know, go out to multiple Halloween parties. We were able to go into Waikiki and celebrate Halloween as just a couple. And then all of the Halloweens that came after that have been more of like a family affair, so to speak, um, with hosting the big Halloween parties at our house. So that way our friends with kids can come and the kids can do their thing for Halloween and have fun. But the adults got to do their activity yes, their and engage in like yeah. those types of things. Um, so we've been able to balance it really well in those aspects. Um, 
but where I was going with this before I totally like derailed was that it sounds like you just have to be flexible, right? Like the way that you and Dave have approached it is this works this year. We'll reevaluate and see how it, it looks next year. And so being flexible in the schedule instead of being super rigid of no, but you got him this year. So we have to get him this year. If he wants to be with you and those friends next year, knock yourself out, bud. have a great time. No, you're, you're right. And with Halloween, it's, it's about the kid, you know, it's not like a typical other holiday, like Christmas or Thanksgiving or Easter, where it's more family oriented and family based. Halloween is more about the kid and their experiences and who they want to be with and what they want to do. So it is something that we'll have to have a conversation about as he gets older of, hey, he wants to be with these friends, but I know technically it's your year or whatever it may be. Um, and just kind of have to adapt to what he wants to do because that's his time with his friends, especially as they get older and they start doing it off on their own, you know, on their own when they're like 12, 13 or whatever. And they don't want us parents around anymore. <laughs> right. Well, there's like that evolution of, I feel like Halloween and trick-or-treating, right. You know, like when they're kids and they're younger, it's more of like a family thing that you do together. And then as they get older and older, then that's where you kind of let them like spread their wings. Right. And decide, okay, no, I want to go trick-or-treating with this group of friends. Or, I mean, I remember I was trick-or-treating like through high school with my friends. Like it was just so much fun for us. And who knows what this generation is going to look like. You know, they might decide, oh, we're not going to go trick-or-treating once we get into like junior high or high school. Instead, we're going to go to so-and-so's house. who's having like a Halloween party or, you know, if Halloween is on a weekend, like, I know for sure the next time it's on a Friday or Saturday night, we're going to be having a Halloween party at our house. Yeah, <laughs> so then they're, they're at that age that they go out trick-or-treating if they want for their friends and then they can all come back for, you know, a Halloween party. Um, but yeah, there's definitely that evolution of it where as they get older, it's, you know, allowing them to make that choice, right. In their own autonomy with what they want to do for that holiday. Totally. And I think we as parents um, or even bonus parents and, you know, being in that separated family life have to acknowledge that and be okay with that and not get stuck in, well, no, it's my year. So he needs to be at my house and with our family, friends and our group or whatever, you know, I think that's something that just for everyone to remember and consider later on as the kids get older is just be more flexible with Halloween per se, obviously be more rigid with Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever you have your set routine for that, by all means stick to it. But I think something like Halloween, I think it needs to be fluid and it needs to be an open conversation and just be prepared to fluctuate each year, depending on what the kid wants to do. Yeah, I agree. And then even too with Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we can get into this like later next month, closer to like the holidays for that episode. But I think if the other family or you're doing something really cool and it's the opposite year as the kids get older, kind of allowing that flexibility for them too. So pretend it's, I don't know, like bio mom's year, you know, next year 
and for Thanksgiving with E. And you guys are deciding, oh, we're going to go up to the lake. We're going to do this. And, you know, he'll be nine at that time. And yes, nine is young, but also too, they're going to be able to remember more things. And so allowing them to have that space of, hey, this is whose year it is you know, but what would you like to do? And then it can open up to like a whole family conversation of that too. Because again, as they get older, they're going to start remembering things more. They're going to have different interests. They're going to want to do different things. Whereas when they're young, you can push and pull, push and pull for the different holidays. But as they get older, it's going to be again, more about, okay, well, what would they like to do? Do they want to stay with this parent because this is what's happening or do they want to go with this parent because this is what's happening um I feel like that's where it'll start to get a little like hairy and you know it goes from being like a black and white custody arrangement for the holidays to like that gray line of okay every year it's going to look a little bit different and we have to take out it's fair for the parents and make it fair for the kid yeah No, I think you got a very valid point on that. I know for us, like we try and plan when we do have him for Christmas and stuff, our bigger Christmas plans, obviously, but there are, there may be a year that comes up where we can't control it. You know, like, um, Dave's side of the family usually does a big Christmas thing every year. We haven't because of COVID and stuff, but all his family's up North and it's usually an every year thing. So it's like, oh, if we miss a year, it's fine. But, you know, maybe one year it starts up again. It's going to be a huge one for whatever reason. And ease technically with bio mom. Like maybe then we can adjust and figure something out, um, whatever it may be, because you can't you can only plan ahead so much. You never know what's going to pop up on a year that may not be your year. So you kind of have to be flexible with that too and and figure it out for sure. And that's something we'll have to remember too, is to be flexible when something like that pops up. Cause it is hard to be like, well, no, it's my year. Like, you know, it's, it is, it's hard to not, or sorry, it's hard to get out of that mindset of no, this is my year. Um, But you make really valid points of saying like at the end of the day, it's about the kid no matter what and seeing what they want to do and, you know, try and plan accordingly, but we all know that never ever happens <laughs> the way we want it to. Yeah, that definitely would be something I think that would get harder, you know, as they get older when you do have this split custody arrangements. Um, because yeah, like I said, when they're younger, it's about what's fair for the parents, right? Making sure that the parents are getting equal time, equal holidays, and all of that. And as the kids get older, it's gonna be no what, what do they want to do? Yeah, no, and for sure. And not take it personally either, which yeah. can be like a whole separate episode in and of itself. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I think that's something we should definitely talk about later on, especially with, you know, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas coming up, we should definitely talk more about it um, and go more into detail. Cause it, it, I think the bottom line with holidays is even though you have an agreement is still be flexible at the end of the day, you know, um, things come up and sometimes things are out of our control and it is what it is. So I think as long as both parties can be flexible and understanding, that's the only way you're going to be able to get through it. And I know that's saying a lot because I know that can be hard in the moment. I get it. Like I can only picture how hard Dave and I can be in the moment of dealing with that. Um, when, if, or when the time comes, but 
But I think you just got to remember to be flexible as much as possible because you don't want to take away from the child any experiences either. Yeah. And that's where like the autonomy of them making their own decisions as they get older and as they mature is going to be so important. Totally. And it starts with Halloween. (laughs) Yep. Starts with Halloween. (laughs) Um, Do we have any mom fails or wins this week for this episode? I kind of have actually, I have a small win that I can say. Okay. Okay. Um, so a couple weeks ago, E came home with a parent volunteer form for parents to volunteer in the classroom for different activities and things. And he really wanted me to volunteer, especially with maternity leave starting and all this stuff. He's like, you don't have to work. Like, can you volunteer? I really want you to do it. So I was like, all right, well, let me see the form. So I was looking at it and there was this one thing that they do twice a month and it's like a city store. And so there's like all these things that the teachers have from like, you know, like, like you would get Dave and Buster's a little like prize things or just like random things like books, stuff like that. And they get money in their classroom when they do good things. Like if they get A's or their desks are clean or whatever. And then they have jobs in the classroom where they get money for, and some jobs take, can get money taken away. Like if you're like the police of the room or I forgot what the technical term is, but like, if you see someone's desk isn't clean, you can go take $10 away from them or, or whatever. So they have, you know, collect this money. And then twice a month they do this store thing. So I was like, well, that works. And it's only like an hour. So I was like, well, I can do that one. I can handle two Fridays a month, especially during maternity leave for an hour with a new baby. Like Dave can handle an hour. Hopefully it'll be during nap time. Like I think, I think I can handle this, (laughs) or at least I hope I can handle this. So, um, the first one actually started last Friday and I went in and did it. And this, it was me and this other mom, there's two of us that are doing it and she was great. She was sweet. And the teacher will dismiss them by like five students at a time. So E's little row or group came out and he came running out. He was already like waving to me from the classroom while like the other mom and I were there. We had already set up while they were at lunch. When they came back, he was already waving and excited to see me. But in front of like all his classmates, when he came out into the hallway where we have it set up, he came and gave me a big hug and like kissed my belly in front of like all his friends and was like, this is my baby sister in here. And like pointing her out to all of his friends. Yeah, it was super cute. And then leaving. And then he's hung out with us for a little bit until everyone was done. And then leaving, he did the same thing. He like hugged it like five times and then gave my belly like five million kisses before he went back into his classroom and was like, bye, baby sister, like in front of his friends, which I thought, I don't know if it's really a mom win, but I just thought it was super sweet and super special that he wasn't embarrassed to do that in front of his classmates and friends at school. I thought it was just really sweet. No, I think that's definitely like a win because he's so excited for his baby sister to come. And that just shows how well of a job you and Dave have done, like integrating him into, you know, having a baby coming into the house and making him feel like part of it too. And for him to showcase it and be excited in front of his friends, I think just shows like his like authenticity with his excitement for her, you know? Um Absolutely. And he is beyond excited. And I couldn't feel any more grateful or even lucky to have 
him be as excited as he is because you never know how kids are going to react um to a new sibling and the fact that he has been you know counting down the days and loves to hug my belly and feel my belly and all like he's so involved with it it's been you know a blessing in disguise kind of um not that I didn't think he ever would be this excited but he definitely exceeded what I thought he would be and that warms my heart and makes it even more enjoyable to enjoy this pregnancy with him as excited as he is. No, definitely. Cause it could be so hard, you know, like even if you're a total nuclear family, you know what I mean? Where siblings are like, ew, I don't want to have another baby. And you know, they freak out and they're not excited and they're very open and emotion and very open um, with their emotions. Yeah. You know? And so it, it really could go either way, no matter what type of family dynamic there is, whether, like I said, it's a nuclear family or bonus parents are involved. Like you have no way of knowing. And this, again, like they don't fake how they feel. They don't fake the funk the way that adults do. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So I feel very lucky and blessed that he is where he's at with this. We'll see once the baby comes, but yeah. <laughs> for now, for now we're, we're, we're going with it. <laughs> you should sign him up for diaper duty while he's still excited about the baby. Oh, he's, he says, no, he says that's dad's job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good answer. <laughs> we'll just that keep it. We'll sense. pass it all off on to dad. <laughs> All right. So normally, you know, one of us will do a win. One of us does a fail for the week. Um, but I can't think of any fails that trump the win that we had the last few weeks with O. Um, so I know this episode was supposed to come out last week, um, but unfortunately we had to fly back home to California um, and we were there originally for a week. Um, so that way I could say bye to my grandpa, um, but he ended up passing while we were there. So we extended our trip by four days. Um, so that way I'd be able to stay for his funeral. And I cannot say enough positive things about O during this trip. He was so understand. Like, I, I don't even know where to start really. Like, he was understanding. He was patient. He was attentive. He was kind. He was not complaining or whining, like absolutely perfect the entire time, like on his absolute, absolute best behavior without needing to be told. Um, we, we've told him, you know, before we left Hawaii, like, Hey, you know, tomorrow we're going to California. And obviously he got like really excited. And then when we broke it down to him, why we're going, he was like, Oh, okay. And we kind of just had to lay out, look, this isn't a trip for fun. We're not going, you know, to Disneyland. We're not, we're not going for all these good things we're going. So that way I can spend, you know, time with my grandpa and then also like be with my family. Um, and he, he was, I wouldn't say sad about it. He was just like, Oh man, like bummer kind of. Um, but he totally understood. And he was like, well, that's okay. Like I love hanging out with grandma and grandpa, meaning my parents. Um, so he was really excited for that. And yeah, just, he was so great through all of it. He like went with me to go visit my grandpa. Obviously Colby came with us too. Um, and so I was joking with him like, Hey, bud, as long as you got in and out on this trip, you're good. Right. And he was like, (laughs) 
well, kind of. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, is there anything that you do want to do while we're here? And he was like, well, I really want to go to Disneyland, but I know we're not here for that. So that's okay. But I also really want to go on walks with grandpa. And because my dad takes, you know, my parents' dogs for walks in the morning and there's like a donut shop, like a mile away from them. So my dad will like go walk down there with the dogs and like get a coffee. And so, oh, really wanted to go on donut walks with grandpa. Um, so that way he could get donuts in the morning and his in and out. So we did those two things. So he was a happy camper. And then it was also so good because we got to see you guys for a day and go to a pumpkin patch. So as heavy as a trip or how, did, how does that saying go? as heavy of a trip as it was, you know, we were able to, you know, make it light at times for him, you know, by going to the pumpkin patch with you guys and going out to dinner. And like, he had so much fun seeing E. I'm really glad we were able to do that. Um, I know. I was so glad we were able to do that too, for sure. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, I think we need to give like kids more credit. Like, you know, with a situation like that, it could go one of two ways. They can either be really, really good or they could, you know, wreck havoc, you know, you don't know what you're going to get, but you know, for him to be so understanding and so good when you guys were at the hospital with him and then at the service being so good, like that just speaks volume to who he is as a kid and how he understands situations and takes them with stride and understands that, you know, yes, it's an unfortunate situation, but we're not here about me. And that's hard for kids to do because kids can be very needy and about them. And, you know, they don't understand the heavy stuff, but the fact that he was so good during all that just speaks volume to who he is as a, as a person as well. Oh yeah. He was amazing. And he had so much fun hanging out with my grandma. Like I would, my grandma spent the night um, at my parents' house the day that my grandpa passed away and O was just like hanging out with her. They were in the backyard together. He was going to show her because my parents have a pool and he really wanted to do a polar plunge because the pool obviously isn't heated right now. And so he was like excited to show her that and he did it, <laughs> you know, so I think I mean, my grandma definitely appreciated like having him around as well too. And she got to get to know him a little bit more. Um, yeah. Just given the circumstances of everything, like it, honestly couldn't have gone any better and I'm so proud of him and so happy that he he took it in stride and you know yeah and I'm sure that meant a lot to your grandma too to like have you know this little munchkin running around cheering her up and during such a hard time and you know that's the nice thing about kids is they can put a smile on your face when you don't think you need it or want it you know that's what they're there for at the end of the day too so that's really and I love the walks with grandpa that's so cute Yeah, it was super adorable. And then, you know, Colby left for training this past weekend too. So it was like, okay, fly back from California. And then three days later, Colby was leaving again for two months. And oh, it's just like keeping it so positive, you know, like, while I have like the weight of the world on my shoulders. He's like, we're going to have so much fun, mom. We have Halloween next weekend and we're having our Halloween party at the house before we go trick or treating. And then after that, then I don't know what we're doing, but we're just going to party the whole time. Dad's gone. And I'm like, all right, dude. I love the positive mindset. You know, that's sometimes we we need them there to remind us of that because we can get as adults, we can get too involved in what's happening at the moment. And, you know, having their little spunky positive attitude helps 
get us out of that a little bit. So that's good that he's, he's all about it. I love it. That resilience is really showing through right now. (laughs) Totally. And they have it more than we think they do. And, you know, some days it shines more than others, but they definitely have it. That's for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, guys. Our next one, we have a very awesome friend joining us. Her name is Gina Lopez, and she is an experienced bonus mom. And we get to talk to her about her experiences and advice that she's, um, or wisdom she can pass along, I guess you could say. But so stick around for that one. That's a fun episode too. We can't wait for you guys to hear that one. Yep. I don't know. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. <laughs>